Hello and welcome to the Moncast, where we compare Pokemon and Digimon. I'm Stevie, and as always, I'm joined by Quinn and May. Afternoon. Afternoon, evening, morning. Take your pick. It's nice how whenever we record, we get all three of them. Yeah. Pretty much. Current score is 5-0 to Digimon, and this time we're discussing the sixth episodes. A Poached Ego and Oh Partner, Where Art Thou? We recommend watch the episodes before you listen any further, but you do you. And a big thank you to our fantastic patrons for supporting the show. If you want to join them, you'll gain early access to the uncut versions every episode a week ahead of the edited versions. So let's start off with a poached ego. I was going to agree that this is like the best episode of Home we've had so far. Yeah, 100%. 1000%. With the only caveat that Pikachu! Fuck, Jesus. Brock's the worst. He was so creepy. He's so creepy, stalker, and Ash is just like, haha, that's awesome. Yeah, it's like the thing that I've always sort of irked me about Pokemon was the fact that the whole perverted guy thing was like a uh, comedic relief sort of thing, even though it was always very um, incredibly creepy. Brock is very creepy, and it's not it's not warranted. It's not nice. It's uh, it's just kind of creepy. When May just shoved him to one side, I was really hoping that it was just going to stop there, and that was it. But nope, they carried on. If they'd made it like the last time he'd ever done it, it would have been fine. Like, haha, Brock used to have this joke, and now May beats the hell out of him for it. Great, perfect, all we needed. Instead, we had to somehow get even creepier with Jenny. Well, they took the worst part of Pokemon and made it worse. At least they got it out of the way at the start of the episode, and then everything else is just ten times better. That's true. The rest of the episode was great, and I want more Team Rocket-heavy episodes. Yeah, it's like I, I really liked it, but I also really do like Team Rocket, and that they were really good in this episode, and I feel like they were basically the main characters in this, so I would definitely watch a Team Rocket centered season that's just Team Rocket. Team Rocket just needs their own show. Yeah. For one thing, I think they frequently get used really badly in Pokemon, and we it would be so cool to have them do anything else. Like in this one, where they actually fight the poacher. Yeah! They basically fought Team Rocket. It was great. They were the good guys. They were! I love them. I think we're just going to list off all the reasons to love Team Rocket, and that will be our poke discussion. Yeah, I mean, they're only doing it for money because they need money. They're starving millennials. They really are. Clearly what they wanted to do with the Ekans and, and coughing was just, hey, what if we just adopted these guys? We'll call it an army, but, like, are we going to really pretend that Team Rocket could build an army? I mean, it almost worked. They freed the whole swarm of them. I'm, I'm trying to come up with an explanation here, and I feel like this works. Pokeballs just have to be the most expensive thing, because that would explain why they can afford cages and robots, but not Pokeballs. They could have even just thrown Pokeballs at the coughing and just gotten, like, grabbed the ball. Or they are poor, but geniuses. They are, so they invent all that stuff. They sort of build it themselves, but they are poor. Also very good, but I, I like my explanation that if they just had, like, six Pokeballs on them, they'd have been fine, and Ash is just bourgeois. I mean, Pokeballs are a whole separate, smaller reality, just in a ball. So that's, it sounds like complicated technology. Yeah, it seems like you shouldn't be able to buy them for $2. They're like 200 yen, which is like $2, or I guess pokey dollars, whatever you want to call them. I thought it was pokey yen. It might be pokey yen, but pokey dollars sounds better. I think it was pokey dollars maybe in the dub. Maybe. I know at one point Digimon had digi dollars. Yeah, but it was actually US dollars. I like pokey dollars. Pocky Dollars is cute. I sort of appreciate that in the games they just give you an unpronounceable symbol, and you just, you just figure out that that's what the currency is. Isn't it like the yen symbol, but it's a P instead of a Y? Something like that, yeah. Which is great. I love it. This was so good. This was good. Should we go into some actual reasons why? We've already gone to reasons why. We've got two reasons why. Team Rocket. We can't just go, Team Rocket are great, and, and leave it there. We can go into specifics, like the fact that James rides on Weezing to go down the cliff and he sort of gets levitated down there. And it's so cool. <laughs> that is cute. And Arbok slides down the hill with Jesse. 
and that's also really cool. Ah, they're so good. It sure didn't make any sense that Arbox acid can't melt metal, but whatever. It was special metal. And Meowth just being like, you can you can inflict nothing worse upon me than my daily life. This episode does a really good job of showing the bond between Jesse and James and Arbok and Weezing. Oh yeah. Yeah. I pretty much teared up when Arbok and Weezing had to leave. I don't understand why Pokemon have to leave. You know, they wanted to reset the season. They want the characters to get new Pokemon. And this was the first time that it felt organic i'm like hey what if we just switched out lickitung for wabafet it's 10 times better than butterfree mating season oh no butterfree was a was a better one but sometimes you're just like no. Ash just sort of goes on his knees and like hey pokemon you want to go you want to stay here don't you and i feel like the pokemon would be like no i mean i'd stay for an extra week or something don't try and defend bye bye butterfree around me just don't it was i mean it was a sad episode but it sort of it was one of the better it made me angry <laughs> It was just one of the better party ones because, like, I mean, he should have Butterfree should have only left for um mating season because that yeah. would make sense, and then come back. Okay, see you next week. Yeah. Yeah, but it's always like you know, it feels very much um plot convenient that he gets rid of his Pokemon. Like you know, oh Charizard's too strong, so I have to get rid of him. Uh, Squirtle's too strong, have to get rid of him. He gets rid of all his Pokemon. Both of them came back. Butterfree never comes back, and Butterfree's my favorite. And it's not fair. Uh, but if we really made early Pokemon... They orchestrated this whole thing so I could get rid of Butterfree, and I'm still salty about it. And I watched it, like, five years ago now, and I'm still mad. It bugged me when I was a kid. Bugged you? Haha. <laughs> <laughs> Bugs. But this one made more sense, instead of just creating this whole stupid mating season that's not a thing. It's just not a thing. <laughs> well, and it implies that Pokemon can mate outside of a daycare center. Doesn't sound like... Anyway... This is a much better departure episode. I was so sad to see them go. Oh, it was very sad. I didn't expect them to just leave like that, actually. I didn't realize we were in a parting episode until, oh, okay, you're just going forever. Yeah. And, like, the Pokemon actually cried. There's so much expression on all of the faces. All the faces had emotion on them, and it was so good. It really did. It's sad because, like, Arbok and Weezing have been around for two seasons, and like, unlike most of Ash's team, they are actually in pretty much every episode. And and now they're gone. We haven't seen much of them in Hoenn that I remember from the last few episodes. But other than that, yeah, they've been around forever. I didn't even know they left. It, it was a shock. It might be the first time Pokemon has ever pulled off a twist successfully. Mm. It's the first time that they've got rid of a Pokemon on a team and I've not just gone like, what are you doing? This is just stupid. Like, they've actually sent them off to look after these lower-evolved Pokemon. I still don't really understand why they didn't just build their army the way they wanted to, because, like, they really could have. Because the Tyranitar was shooting laser beams at them. They got away now. You Go find them. Yeah, there isn't really a, an argument against that. <laughs> that was my point. That was where I was like, wait, what, this is a parting episode? They'll be fine. It's a lot more fulfilling than Ash just decided to only bring Pikachu. Which is, yeah, it is a better way of um having them sort of reset to a starting point, but I don't know. I, I still don't like the fact that they did it just to, to reset to a starting point. I don't mind it because Kakanir is great. Oh, Kakanir is great, yeah. And I like that, that they, they sort of Timok are very good at befriending Pokemon. They're not catching Pokemon. They are, that they befriend them as friends. Like, they sort of get to know them. They don't sort of battle them to weaken them. And beat them up until they sort of they, they don't get beaten into submission all all the time. Whenever they make a new Pokemon friend, it's always the Pokemon sort of just approaches them or doesn't leave them alone, like Wobbuffet, or they kind of just like them. Like I don't think Ash has many Pokemon that generally like like gen completely one hundred percent genuinely like him. I think with the exception of maybe Pikachu, there aren't a lot that he could just tell them to go away and they wouldn't. Yeah, but Pikachu has Stockholm syndrome. Like, Pikachu hated him originally, and, like, uh, like, tried to kill him, basically. So, basically, a lot of his Pokemon have tried to murder him whenever he's met them. With Cacnea and Team Rocket, or any Team Rocket Pokemon that they've had, they kind of just befriend them, and they kind of just tag along. So, they're not so much, like, I don't think they really want to be Pokemon trainers, I think they just want to hang out with Pokemon and be friends with the Pokemon. I think, like, the Team Rocket philosophy is that Pokemon are tools, but then... Team Rocket don't see Pokemon that way. Even though they try to use them the same way as all 
the other Team Rocket members do. It just doesn't happen because they actually like and care about the Pokemon. At least to some extent. They still get annoyed and frustrated at, like, Wobbuffet. Yeah, but they still love him. You know, Jesse and James believe in found family and, and treat Pokemon as found family, and that's great. And you can still get annoyed at your family, but, you know, you love them. That's why you're there. Well, I mean, as other Team Rocket members, if the Pokemon annoyed them, they would literally just dispose of them. Oh, yeah, definitely. But not Jesse and James. No. They are good. They are the good beans. They are the best beans. They are. They carried the whole episode, and it was so good. They carry a lot of episodes. They do. Like Even when they're only in it for five minutes, they have the highlight. But we got a full 20 minutes this time. Ash was completely superfluous. We we should have just literally never seen him. Give Have the narrator say, Ash is off doing whatever. Also, it's about time we had a May-centric episode. I don't think we will. I think she's just the girl. Like, the Digimon... Oh, sorry. Pokemon always have has the... I keep on saying Digimon instead of Pokemon. Although Digimon does too. Less. Like, Rookie is not the girl. That's true. Mimi's character is the girl, but she's the girl as in she's a girl, but they make it work as like an actual character that is the girl. In Pokemon, the girl is just, hey, look, we have a girl char- character. That, that This is how she exists. She is just the girl. And she never sort of really participates in anything other than maybe Ash's love interest. And even when we should have focus on her, it's still about Ash. Like, Misty had, uh, you know, she was in charge of the gym, and she had, like, kind of, like, a little mini feud with her sisters. But even then, it was still Ash-centric. Yeah, I hate it. It's a hot take, but Ash is kind of the worst part of Pokemon. Oh, he's, he's definitely the worst. It should be the, it should be, like, May, and I think the, the male para- playable character is called Brendan or something. It should be, like, May and Brendan having an adventure in Hoenn. May- Ash can have appearances, like, as this sort of, legendary ta- uh, trainer who encounters all these legendary Pokemon or whatever, he can, like, still... He can ha- he can cameo. Yeah, he can cameo, but, like, I feel like it'd be far more interesting to have two completely new uh, characters who are new to Pokemon rather than just Ash showing up being mortal and kind of just sort of going back to being completely stupid and a blank slate every new region, which makes no sense because he's been on his journey for years. And that's why I really liked the game of um, Pokemon Gold and Silver because you went to a house and like and and, and I mean through your entire journey people would mention your adventures as Red, but not you. It was like the the another character. And then you went to a house and she was like, oh, I, I remember someone who came by three years ago. So it felt like even it was a different character, yeah, but it was really nice to have reference to this person who saved um, everyone and defeated Team Rocket three years ago. And I feel like. They could have made Ash into that character, but they didn't, and it's just sort of, they just reset him every region, and it just isn't... It's a very poor decision. Yeah, it's, it's a poor decision. It gets... And that's... Even as a kid, that's why I like Digimon. Like, we had new characters every season, with the exception of Zero Two, which did actually... And we still had new characters. Yeah, at least Zero Two had new characters, and they just sort of said, okay, uh, the old characters gave up their ability to be imperfect, but they're also in high school, so they're a little bit busier now... And uh, also, nobody can evolve to adult at the moment. So that was sort of like a nice sort of work around having the original characters and still being the same continuity. And they still made cameos, but they weren't like, it wasn't their show. The old Digidestin was still kind of the best thing about Zero Two. Oh yeah, M- Mimi's appearance and her being gay with Miyako was great. But I don't know, I feel like Pokemon should have done that and had... um Ash be like a cameo character who's like, maybe they battle him a few times, like at the end of the season in the league or something, but I just don't. I feel like the worst part of Pokemon is Ash. That's the thing. You could just have him win the league. And that would, like, it's really easy. You can you can have him win a league and now he's, you know, you meet up with him in the next league because you're just a different person who exists. But I heard he won in the, uh, the Sun and Moon one. I've heard that as well. But I mean that, like, you have him win and then he goes away. That's when we get a new character, and then you meet up with him, and you're like, oh, hey, it's it's Ash, when he finally comes back as, you know, later. They like having the safe, comfy character that everyone knows already. Yeah, but I don't like him. But they also need a new person so they can go through the same character arc, which I think is the role May is supposed to be filling, but it's going very slowly at the moment, and she's not really learnt a whole lot yet, which is why we need a May episode as soon as possible. I- I feel like the show still hasn't continued in the fact that we said she said in the first episode that she didn't like Pokemon, she liked adventuring, but now like they've 
forgotten about the fact that she that she likes adventuring and they made her have no character. I've brought up a lot of times I just needed an episode about May where she just reveals why she's not interested. And that's that's just the only episode I need. They could make it so easy by just saying, oh, she doesn't like Pokemon because anything that your parents are involved in is immediately lame and it's because her dad's a Pokemon a, a gym leader that she thinks it's lame. They could just do that. It would be so easy and so reasonable because... I feel like at that age you think that everything your parents have ever done is lame and if they're into something it's lame and uncool and I feel like they could just do that but I think that's a little bit too smart for what Pokemon writers have the ability to write. Well, especially because like, if you did that and then Max doesn't own any Pokemon but likes Pokemon, you've got an interesting dichotomy there. And also, but I think Max doesn't have any Pokemon because he's not 10 yet, right? Yeah, I'm just like, he's he's the person who still idolizes his dad. She thinks that's all lame. And the irony there kind of works in a way that whatever the hell we're doing here, no. Kids will either find what their parent does super, super cool and super, super, oh, you're the best dad. And then there's also the ones who will think that's really lame and there's no in-between. You either think they will either idolize your parents for doing a certain thing, like, oh, when I become, when I grow up, I'm going to become a doctor just like my dad or something like that. Like, or you either say, oh, that's super lame, that's super uncool, I don't want anything to do with that. And yeah, that, that, that'd be really cool if they went that way with Max and May, but they haven't. Also, why do the dub writers give them such similar names? It just seems so lazy. It's easier to remember. That That's probably the reason. It was a pun, was the reason. Because it's Pokemon, and that's what we do. I mean, I still like that Misty, Water, Brock, Rock. That's funny, but I just, no, none of this. Maybe she'll grow on you. Uh, Maybe she'll take it to the max. Oh, you stepped it up. I did. Nice. But yeah, I hate them. Which is why it was great that Ash and Co were there for two minutes and Team Rocket were there for 20. They they took away a lot of points of like out of my rating because they just they were there, but they were also just there because they were there and the characters were awful in the time that they were there. Yeah, I was going to say, we were there to just have Brock be the worst and Ash go, haha, that's hilarious. Yeah, and May and Max not doing anything. Not even surprised. Like, you're, they were way more surprised at twins existing. Like, shouldn't May feel in danger? Like, as soon as I see, like, you know, when I was a kid, I saw, like, a, a slightly older guy, like, be weirdly creepy towards women. I'd be like, well, I'm just, okay, that's creepy. I'm going to never interact with that person. I'm going to stay away from them. What exactly do you think a repel is? She should have brought one out and just sprayed it right in his eyes. Or just hit him with it. I mean, I was assuming that it was pepper spray. I mean, she has torches. Set fire to that guy. That's true, too. Although, they were indoors. I can... Honestly, I would I would much rather her be physically violent toward the creep. I feel like Torchic has set someone on fire indoors already this season, but I can't remember. No, not indoors. Probably, but that doesn't mean it's a good idea. No. But Torchic does things that aren't good ideas sometimes. It's usually May's fault, bro. No, that's not fair. It's a, it's, it's a mix. It's Brock's fault. It's always Brock's fault. Brock ruined the episode. He really did. That, like, left a bad taste in my mouth. Well, he didn't ruin it. I still really enjoyed it, but Brock was definitely just, like, the dip. But it came at the start, so I kind of just forgot. But we didn't try to capture Pikachu, and I'm, I'm here for that. It's nice to have a bit of variety. Was this episode filler or not filler? Not filler. Distinctly not. Definitely not filler, because Arbuck and Weezing have both left. We will miss them daily. Yeah. And Kaknia has also been captured using biscuits. Yeah. Same. I am looking forward to Kaknia. Kaknia is cute, and it says Kak, <laughs> which is just funny. Yeah, it is funny. When I first heard it, I thought it said Kek, and I'm like, oh god, did they really get to Pokemon? It's Kaknia. Yeah, this was just peak Team Rocket. Ah, they were so good. I feel like all the all of my favorite episodes of Pokemon have been Team Rocket episodes, or the ones that I remember the most are Team Rocket episodes. Like, I can probably tell you about ten different Team Rocket episodes, but I couldn't recount, for example, anything that's happened to Ash in the past six episodes. He went to Hoenn, he met May, he met Max, he met the gym leader, and was terrible. I don't know. We caught a bird. I think the difference between Team Rocket and Ash and Co. is things happen to Ash, whereas Team Rocket do things. Yeah. So it it just means that there's so much more variety in like actual character and action with what Team Rocket does. Team Rocket learns. Like they know type advantages sort of they they learn that 
certain robots are better than others. They know how to sort of have some showmanship. They become resistant to electricity. That does seem sort of fair. I like that it was just a plot point. I have been electrocuted just too many times. It was good. This whole episode was good. So let's move on to Oh Partner, Where Art Thou? Terrible name. Yeah. Digimon seems to like its long episode titles, and I don't know why. Well, Jap- the Japanese versions always had really long episode titles, so I think the the English ones are sort of trying to be just as long as those. But it's a lot of, like, Shakespearean and Lovecraftian references, and it's strange. Well, the Lovecraft makes a lot of sense. Also, there are, like, six episodes that are called The Darkness Before Dawn or something along those lines, like The, the Dawn Before Duskmon, Darkness Before Dawn... And there's like five or six episodes that all have the same, similar name. Just the same pun. We get it, you're edgy. That being said, the time when when you're going to invoke Shagath as, you know, a major part of the season is the time to make your Cthulhu references. Oh yes, very very edge. Rika's very edge. And, you know, we didn't name anything after his cat, so... We've made that joke already, Quinn. (laughs) I'm sorry, I forgot. It's the thing you do when Lovecraft comes up. Why do you think Gatamon isn't in this season? Oh, oof. She should be narrating it for one week. The Big Flute Dinosaur this week was kind of great. It, that is the armor digivolution of Gatamon with Digiac of Courage, right? Uh, it's Hawkmon. It's Hawkmon. Still, that's cool, I didn't know that. Yeah, they use a lot of the like alternative armor digivolutions in this season, I think. I remembered that coming up... Like, I've read about that on the wiki, but I didn't know enough about the alternative armor evolutions or, like, where those source from to ever think that was cool. They source from the card games primarily, but they also, a, f- a few of them appeared in one of the CD dramas when they accidentally took each other uh, the wrong D-terminals. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, but all the other ones come from either the card game or the Wonderswan game, but I believe the card game was pro- probably first. And then they've just sort of shown up in other games along the way. Something along those lines. So yeah, this episode of Digimon was really actually quite good. Look, I've always joked that my lucky number is six, but like, this is a good, like both episodes this week were solid, good episodes. Like, I think it's going to be really close between these two episodes because they were both really good. Both were centered around my favorite characters in the respective franchises. And, like, I, I love Ruki, I love her, her whole character arc, because I, ha- I remember hating her, but I think, I think I would still, if I, this was the first time I would probably hate her because I'm meant to, but knowing that she, how she grows makes this episode even better, which I feel like, it, I feel like that's cheating just a little bit, though. It is. Also, I am just unironically here for the bad Pikachu. persona. Also, the fact that she's just so cool. Oh, I love her. I would want to hang out with her. Yeah, I just I'd love when Digimon gets a little bit meta as oh this is this is the Digimon franchise and these are the best of the card game or virtual pets or whatever. Like in Next Order, like I, I was a huge fan of the fact that the the humans that were chosen were actually um, champions at a virtual pet tournament, and I just that's great. I love it when they just like oh you were chosen because you're the best at Digimon. Yeah, like she was absolutely just scouted out by Digimon. And I love that. Oh, it's it's the Monster Rancher thing. Yeah, but she she chose the Digimon. Like the the partner Digimon didn't really choose her. She chose the partner Digimon, and that when has that ever happened? I love that. I mean, Takato made his from scratch, and Henry's picked Terriamon. So literally, all three of them have chosen their partner Digimon. That's true. So does uh, so does Jury. I was about to say, and Jury like stalks to her partner. Jerry forces herself upon Leon. <laughs> it's honestly a little uncomfortable. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad that it's a girl stalking a, a man, a male Digimon, rather than, like, imagine if it's a full-grown male stalking a little girl Digimon. That'd be creepy. I will say, it is very cute how earnest she is, but we are not there yet. So let's talk about this episode of Digimon. I can't wait to talk about that, though. I have so, I have so many emotions. Because girls get cr- because little little kids get crushes. It's so good. He cu- he walks in on a rainbow. Anyway, Stevie. Gay icon. Uh, me or Jerry? Both. I was thinking Leoman. Sure. Okay, Digimon. What's a Digimon? But yeah, sorry, I'm, I'm really into this. both these episodes we watched this week. It's just, I'm stoked. For some reason, we got onto Digimon and decided we're going to give up staying on topic now. 
we've we've done being on topic for Pokemon. Look, we we did remarkably well during Pokemon this week, okay? Yeah, so I am I am super unironically into Rookie's outfit that she only ever wears in this episode. The school uniform? <laughs> nice, Stevie. No, the one she's wearing in the flashbacks where she's in a, like, trench coat and skull shirt. Oh, I see. It's so amazing. It's so edgy. In case you didn't know that Rookie was edgy, here is some reasons why she's edgy. One, her coat has 25 edges, if not more. Two, her hair is all edge. It's just spikes with edge. Three, so is Renamon. Renamon is just spikes with edge. Renamon is very edgy. Four, Rika's belt is studded because each stud adds more edges. Yeah, I like that. Like, Digimon's very much like edginess is determined by how many belts or how many, like, leather straps. And you can tell that because Rookie has one around her leg. Not around her waist. Like, she's got one around her waist, but she also has one around her leg. And I don't know. Like, keeping that thing up on the cosplay was, like, the hardest part. Because I'm like, every so often it'll just go whoop down my leg. Right, it doesn't even carry her digivice or anything, because that goes on the actual jeans. So, like, what is it for? D- would her leg drop off without it? Yes. It, ho- it holds her together. Yeah, I've never actually played it. Anyway, I'm into the leather jacket and skull shirt. Let me grab a shot of that real quick. Oh, that medal is very similar to one I saw on eBay, on, uh, not eBay, um, on, I think it was uh, Japan Auctions. For like ten grand, and it's like a an actual tournament uh medal that was given out to the D one tournament winner. Also, what is what is that guy wearing? That's what? <laughs> what I was waiting for. What the hell is with this award giving guy? Like he is also super extra. Like oh, I guess we're all wearing our extra clothes today. He looks like he's trying to cosplay like a, a a gladiator, but he left his shirt at home. He's larping. I hate it. Thanks. I hate it. That's why Rika looks so Pikachu. Off, by the way. It's true, and why she just won't talk to him. To be fair, like, a lot of those sort of um, announcers and stuff in Japan for these sort of contests do dress a little bit extra. Oh, hey, I'm here for extra. This is just bad. It looks it looks weird. It looks, yeah, it doesn't, yeah, it's just, it looks attempted extra. I am queen of extra, <laughs> and he's just bad. I'm kind of here for it, though. Like, he, he seems like at least he's into it and happy with what he's doing. He's not wearing it because his boss had made him. You do you. I hope he's having a good day. You are aware he's a fictional character, right? They can have good days, too. He can still have a nice day. It's a, it's a fictional nice day, but still. Anyway, uh, so yeah, this episode was real good. Uh, I don't. I seem to remember like not getting which parts were flashbacks as a kid, because it's not super well signposted here or this uh, the last episode. Right, for some reason, in some of the flashbacks, Rika has a different outfit, and in some of them, she has her normal outfit. So it it muddles it up. I I think that she just like wore a different outfit specifically for the D one tournament, and that's the only place she's wearing a different outfit. But it's still very weird. It's a it's a poor choice because yeah, if you'd if you'd been consistent about that, it would have been much clearer which was which. It's like Rika grew out of her biker jacket because it was too slow when running towards Digimon fields. She got rid of it because she upgraded. See, she used to have a skull and no heart. Now she has a broken heart because of Renamon. It's healing. Well, Rika was dead inside, but now her heart is being repaired. Now she's only mostly dead inside. That's giving her, like, the writers so much credit, but I'm here for it. Not even the writers, that's the artist's side. Well, there's that too, although I feel like a, a, something like that would certainly get direction. Anyway, Renamon is good. Um, I feel like we could have spent an extra minute on her choosing Renamon as opposed to just sort of shouting out a name. I think she just has a favourite. She probably just likes Renamon card. But like there were ultimate level Digimon there that she could have taken on. Yeah, but I think she wouldn't want that because she wants it to be also challenging, I think. Like anyone who's not very good might pick like a higher level Digimon because it'd be easier. But she probably wants a challenge. She probably and she probably could also feel that Renamon is strong. Like Renamon is very strong at the start. She's definitely stronger than any of the other child level Digimon that we've got in this show. On this season rather. Yeah, except maybe for Gilmon. I feel like she's the strongest. I would say definitely still stronger, but Gilmon was already intentionally said to be as strong as a champion and, you know, whatever. But he, he's not. He does fireball a lot of adult-level Digimon. Yeah, but he never wins with it. Yeah. Also, he was, create- yeah, he was created to be strong. Like, he was created to be stronger than Agumon. I mean, that's not actually that hard. That's cheating. 
Yeah, but he's, he's playing, like, Takato is playing on, like, easy difficulty. Rika's doing it in extreme mode. And then Henry wants to do casual, but Terryamon changed the setting, I guess. Terryamon's like, I want to blow things up! Oh yeah, Terryamon just wants to play on god mode. He's like on survival, he's like, oh look, if you're not playing on survival, you're not playing. He's got real death and permadeath enabled. <laughs> Momentai means get good. So Stevie, tell us about Venomon. Venomon's a fox. Well, Kitsune. Does anyone, like, feel bad for liking Renamon because of all the really weird people who make it weird on the internet? Yeah. Well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, like, yuck anyone's yum or anything, but, like, it just, some people just make it, like, or don't keep their interest in Renamon to their respective corners of the internet when they bleed into, like, places which try to be PG-13 and they get really weird about Renamon. That, that's what I don't like. Like, people can, like, have, fantasies if they like it, it that's fine but it's when they step into as i said a pg-13 or family parts of the internet and just make it weird that's like come on you you didn't have to make it weird it is noteworthy that there are a, there is a lot more porn of renamon than evangelamon you don't need to make porn of evangelamon because she's already there i mean yes but it's just interesting that Furries really, really like Renamon. They're just people. I mean, Renamon's design is literally just humanoid fox, which is essentially just a furry. Yeah, that, that's what they like. There's only one more step, which is make it pornographic. I, I just don't look at that character and go, God, I wish that, you know, she had massive G-cup breasts. Even if they're really big, they, don't, do, do, they do not look like that. I hate this conversation. Anyway, yes, we, we we can move on because I would like to have breakfast and play Splatoon. I was about to say how I like these episodes so much that even though part of me wanted to stay in bed because I had a really sore neck and last night I was like, oh, my neck will probably still be bad, I was just like, no, I need to talk about these episodes. So I just like chucked as much ibuprofen in me as possible and I was just like, I'm going to do this. That's how good these episodes are. This was our backstory episode for Buki, and it's one of the better backstories in probably all of Digimon. Yeah, because it doesn't feel as forced as other backstories are, they're, and they're not just like, I feel this way because I'm edgy. Like, she was just, she has embraced the edge, and she was born into the edge. It was just, it's her lifestyle. They even foreshadowed this flashback when they had the dudes talking about her being the Digimon queen. Like, Digimon doesn't do that. Like, they put effort into writing this backstory, and we have Henry who has sort of, like, he's got a very brief backstory, and Takato's just kind of like, he is, he's, he's, the in, he's the audience insert, so you can just sort of, whatever. whatever. And I feel like this is something that uh, Kanoka, the, the writer, I feel like this is something that he put, he, he likes to focus on, is that the, the backstories or the characters of his female characters, because we have... Later on, Jerry has a backstory. Ruki has a backstory. Henry's just kind of like, he's just very sort of quick. And then, as I said, Takato, he is the audience insert. Juri has a really deep backstory that is kind of upsetting. They got dark for, for Jerry's. It's kind of just glazed over in the dub. Oh, but they, they still address it, like, because you can't cut it out without making, like, cheapening the whole thing. So they left it in it enough. They, yeah, they mess with parts of it, but the emotional tone of the show is hard to remove, and it's it's right there. Her dad's not a Yakuza boss in the dub, and he's just kind of like an awkward dad who is sort of like, he didn't want to be a dad. And this is why having children should be a, a discussion for both parents. If if there's another parent, it shouldn't be just one parent's decision. Yeah, I, I kind of hate him even after his slightly better at the end. But but yeah, I just Ruki's backstory is is good. I like that they had her be just this super great Digimon card game player. She, they made her some legendary um winner of a tournament and that's why all these Digimon just wanted her attention. And I kind of wanted to see like what, what if she chose more than one? What if she was like, "Well, I'm the best. So I'm going to choose like five of you and then just walk around with like a, an army of Digimon." That would have been really cool. But also, I think she also wanted to play it on hard difficulty and chose the uh, the child-level Digimon. I think it would have been better if she had uh, wished for, like, the Digimon with the strongest potential or something, rather than just the strongest. That would be fine, but I think it was also maybe slightly implied that she did choose the one with the, the strongest potential. Yeah, I think that's really what they meant. I just really like the range of Digimon that you can sort of see that are 
that want her to uh to be their tamer. Yeah, they did a nice job on that. It's just really nice. I think Eightmon's there too. I like Eightmon. It's also creepy. It's also like a, a a nice level of creepy as well because you are a ten year old girl. You're sitting in your room just like hanging out in the dark, and all of a sudden, a bunch of monsters burst through a portal into nowhere. And and just how quickly her edgy demeanor evaporates when that happens. No, I mean I'm into it. This was a good episode. The Dokugaman fight. In any other episode would have been a really high point, but instead it was just kind of the thing that happened at the end of this really good episode. Well, that's always something I've said, like, the battle in a Digimon fight, it can either be, like, the focus of a really good episode or the smallest part of a really good episode. There were two fights in this episode, and both of them were just kind of okay. Yeah, but they were sort of, they weren't the main... They didn't need to be um, fantastic, is what I'm saying. I prefer the Takugamon fight just because I liked the art style. They went forward to Takugamon with very striking black lines and shadows. I considered that like the main fight of the episode. Yeah, it definitely was. The other one was just to be like, look, Rika still doesn't want the other boys getting involved. Which is fair. I don't want boys to get involved either. I mean, yeah. Like, really, Digimon Tamers is just Rika's story of fighting the patriarchy. Not wrong. Like, and she's trans. God, I love it. I'm just going to let you keep having that head cannon. Yeah. That's the thing about head cannons. They're all in heads. And everyone can have a different head cannon. I have a head cannon where the moncast goes smoothly every time. Well, that'll be the any episodes that I can't make it. I'm sorry. The main thing is we're having fun. Yeah, it's more like the fun cast. And then no one laughed. That's not very fun of you. Okay, Impmon also made his debut, and he's just good. Oh, right. His voice acting was terrible, but yeah. I think the voice actors were still getting into the, sort of, the voice, the character. It was extremely Brooklyn for some reason. It was good. I liked it. Yeah. I think the writing was already pretty much there. I'm just being like, this is what Impmon's character is. He hates Digimon that have tamers. Well, and at this point, he was planned to be the big bad of big bad of the season, well, which is really cool. I like. I I almost wish they had followed through on that. I mean, he felt more like a big bad Digimon than the actual big bad because the the actual big bad spoilers isn't a Digimon. But it comes up in like episode forty. That sounds like Digimon. The bad, the real bad guy shows up in the last few episodes. Hey, that is still better than uh, basically any other Digimon. It's better than episode 52 or 54. Meanwhile, Atmon had the big bad show up in episode 1. On the other hand, you've got Frontier, where we foreshadow the big bad in, like, episode 4, and then we spend way too damn long fighting his minions, so, you know, sometimes be careful what you ask for. Frontier tried. Let's save these rants for a year from now. I just have so many thoughts, and they're all bad about Frontier. It wouldn't surprise me if May just stops doing the Moncast when we get to Frontier. No, I'll talk about it. I have, like, thoughts. Unless unless you fire me from the Moncast. <laughs> I wouldn't fire you. Like, I want to fire Frontier out of a cannon. Funnily enough, fire is actually the opening theme song in the Japanese version. It's too late to fire me now. <laughs> I'm here. I mean, I'm sort of like, uh, I am a growth. They're integrated. I do want breakfast at some point, though. Speaking of eating things, eat dirt was a good line from Renamon. I liked it. She has a lot of good one-liners. And same, same with Reaper. No, Rika did not have good one-liners. No, no, not this episode. But I'm just saying that they generally do. <laughs> Renamon went on for... Well, Kyubimon went on for ages about, like, it was the fact that you cared about me that got me to Digivolve, and then Rika responds with, oh. You know what? I'm here for it. Babaka. As as out of touch with her emotions as she is, that actually was kind of good. <laughs> it was so lame. Look, it was Ruki's realization that she's a furry. It's an emotional moment. Can we stop coming back to furries, please? Not in Renamon heavy episodes, no. Anyway, I think we should just move on. Yeah, I think it's time for the mono mono. This episode wasn't filler, we got Cubimon, and it was all around good. It is time for mono mono, but we attempt to compare these episodes without going off topic a million times. So, first of all, general comparisons. The only one I can make is that Rika is basically Ash because she wants to be the very best like no one ever was. To train them is her real test. To train them is also her cause. I had the opposite comparison. My comparison was we both focus on the edgy characters. In so far as Pokemon has edge. Team Rocket aren't edgy. Well, they're, they're Pokemon edgy. Team Rocket are rounded. They're too wholesome to be edgy. They're on the edge of society. Their job is to be edgy, and they're not very good at it. <laughs> well, we've absolutely just put down May and <laughs> their opinion. I'm sorry. It's okay. 
They're still the best. They're just not edgy. Both episodes focused on potentially the best characters. We got the origin story of Amon in both of them. Yeah, Cacnea and Renamon. It's good. Both of them are pointy as well. We focused on a bond between human and mon in a way that we weirdly don't a lot in Pokemon for a show that is explicitly about that. I want Rika to give Renamon biscuits. Thanks, she does give her an energy drink or something. Oh, a little, little like, uh, you know those things that you leave for, like, Kitsune at, um, like, like shrines, especially, like, the, the one in Kyoto? Like, give her one of those. Aww, that'd be so nice. Rika isn't really into Digimon and genuinely just think, thinks that, uh, Renamon is a Kitsune. Actually, is that, doesn't her grandmother do that? I can't remember. Yeah, I was gonna say, AU where Renamon bonds with Grandma. Best! Rika's grandma's the best character! I can't wait for her to, like, be present. More present. I just want her to be a main character as well. Yeah, she's so supportive of her trans grandmother. I don't really have other comparisons. I guess the villains in Pokemon were better than the ones in Digimon. I don't know, Imon, Imon's pretty good. Oh no, I mean, like, Alomon and Dekugamon. Oh, those ones, right. Yeah, the, the Mon of the Week. They didn't have the same charisma. Wait, but... I wouldn't consider Team Rocket, like, the Mon of the Week. I would consider, like, Rico, which we didn't even talk about, like, the fact that there was a whole, like, poaching thing, and we didn't think we even mentioned the, the poacher's name. No, we did not. The poacher had a name. Rico. Which is similar to Rico. Another comparison. Nice. But we honestly just skipped over it because Team Rocket was better than him. He He was just there to oppose Team Rocket. That was his job. He did it. Well, I think his job was to steal Pokemon, but... He wasn't stealing them, he was capturing them with traps and things that he shouldn't use. But I'm pretty sure it means he, he had intention to kill them. No, he was going to sell them. To specific people, but if he's poaching them, does that mean that there are people who have the legal rights to hunt Pokemon on those lands? Well, yeah, we have, uh, like, Pokemon Ranger and all those ones where they sort of capture the Pokemon by, like, putting, like, a circle around them. Oh, yeah. I don't know anything about that game. I got one as a gift, and I was like, oh, this isn't Pokemon, even though it was Pokemon. It was a spin-off, obviously, but still Pokemon. Like, I actually really enjoyed it. It was pretty good. Pokemon spin-offs tend to be alright, and Mystery Dungeon tends to be better than the actual Pokemon games. I was going to say, the only one of those I've ever played was pretty good. Yeah, I'm I'm playing the the new one. It's pretty good. Do you mean the remake? Yeah. The newest one? (laughs) Yeah, the newest one. It is still... Even though it's a remake, it's still the newest one. It's still new. It's just not really a new story. Anyway, Mon of the Week. I'm just nominating Meowth because he's like the primary Pokemon in Team Rocket. Um, oh, I, I'd nominate Renamon. I could go for either, honestly. You know what? I want to give it to Renamon. It was her episode. She earned it. This was a way more earned evolution than we almost ever get. Yeah, it was good. But you, Mon of the Week. I went for James. I went for Rika because I couldn't choose between Jesse and James, and Rika's just really good. Also, I'm all about her like whole like energy that she has and her whole like outfit. God, I'm so... I wish I could have that energy. I wish I could have any energy. Aw, same. But yeah, and I think Team Rocket was great, and if I had to pick between Jesse and James, I went for James because of him befriending the Cacnea and giving them biscuits. No, that is good, but I'm still, like, team... I'm, t- I'm still Team Rika. I think I'm going to vote James on this one. James was a good. James was good, and Team Rocket was just all around so good. And I, I don't want them to not have Human of the Week this week. Okay, fine. Fine, James. Woo! James gets it. We've done a consensus. Okay, ratings. Starting with... Let's start with Digimon for a change. They usually say Pokemon first. Say our Digimon scores first. Seven. Eight. Ten. Wow. Wow. Interesting. So this was a, a perfect episode of Digimon for you. Yeah, it, it was everything I want from Digimon. Cool. And what did you say, Quinn? I said eight, but I think I am moving it up to a nine. What? I gave it a seven. It was good, but it, like... It had a lot of just Digimodify and Digivolution sequences. And, like, the Digivolution was fine. The, like, multiple Digimodifiers was a bit lame. And the flashbacks were a bit muddled and slow in parts. But it was overall still pretty good. And that's a good score for Digimon, though. 26 out of 30. Pokemon, we'll do the same. 10. 9. 7. 10, 9, 7. Do we have a draw? We have a draw. I knew this could happen. They're both very good episodes. 10, 9, 7. That does add up to 26. Pokemon would have won, except for Brock. Except for, like, Brock and basically Ash and Co. being there. If Ash and Co. weren't there, this would be, like, a 10 out of 10 Pokemon episode. Definitely, definitely. But Ash and Co. just, like, make it worse. So do we have to, like, agree on which one was better? 
I have no idea. This We need to decide how we're going to decide this, because it's 26-26. So we can give them both a point, we can give them both half a point, or we can try and agree on which one gets the point. I think I think we should try to agree, and if we can't come with a come to a consensus, then we should give like half a point each, but only if we can't come to a consensus in like five minutes or something. What we have is I've given Pokemon a ten because it's my perfect episode. But it had Brock, like you, you said that it, det- it it deducted a point because Brock. Yeah, but then I changed my mind. I'm allowed. But yeah, Digimon was May's perfect episode, which I think kind of just means that Quinn. <laughs> Is left to decide. Uh, yes, I, I think I'm going to give it to Pokemon because Digimon has better episodes than this. And I am honestly not sure that Pokemon has ever had a better episode that I've seen. That's fair. This is like peak Pokemon. Which is sad because I'd want Pokemon to be better and I'd also would want it to not have Brock being creepy. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to still write down the scores as 26-26, but we're going to give Pokemon the point, because Quinn's just, like, picked. So the ratings will, will still be the same, but we've picked a winner. Which does mean that Pokemon has finally won one of these episodes, and it's now Yay! 5-1 to Digimon. The streak has ended. I give it all of one episode till the streak resumes. Oh yeah, definitely. But, you know, hey, it's it's just like what Ash did to all of his Pokemon, where he only kept one. We're, we're due for a filler episode, right? In Pokemon? Probably. Let's do the outro so make and get breakfast. Next time, we'll be discussing the seventh episodes. Trees are crowd. I love that name. And right. now you see it, now you don't. If you want to talk about today's episodes, you can reach us on Twitter, via email, and in the Moncast Discord. And you can support the show via Patreon to gain access to the Moncast Uncut. We are two patrons away from doing monthly specials and only seven patrons away from me doing a cover of I Turn Around. So, just go support. As always, a big thank you to our patrons for supporting our episodes. Chisai236, Nicholas, and Keith. Massive thank you to Quinn and May for joining me as well. Where can the people find you both? On Translation Mon. I'm also on Lost in Translation Mon. Also, Ancient Artist Mon on Twitter is my personal Twitter, and Dak Faden is my Instagram, though I really want to change it to something Digimon related, but for some reason I can't have Eardramon. All the links are in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening, and until next time, bye bye. Bye! There goes my stomach. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go breakfast. Six. 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 Nice. Nice. No, that's too many. Damn it. Now we'll never get all the Satanists on side. Yeah. Yeah, you know, six, 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 six. Not the number of the beast. No. No, it's too many. We all all know that being lazy is one of the seven deadly sins or something. Mm. So going above and beyond, just no. Immediately it's a no. I think this episode does a, a really good job of just showing like, This the might bond be my be- favourite episode of Pokemon. Yeah, probably mine too. I was, mid- se- I was mid-sentence and you just started sorry, talking. Sorry, sorry. We Tell excited. me the thing. I apologise. <laughs> I want to hear the thing. I just wanted to talk too. Why can't we do both? If we talk over each other, no one will know anything. Yeah, but uh, you fix that in editing. But if I have to fix everything in post, then it's it's bad. Butterflies don't migrate. <laughs> they just don't. No, they totally do. Monarchs, well, they, they totally monarchs do. migrate. Yeah, they, they do. Not all of them, but many. I choose what? to disbelieve you. Flowers and stuff. That's not the same as migrating. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but they but migrate from Monarchs like, go seasons. to Mexico from America every yeah. year. Well, good for them, but they're not butterfree. Well, butterfree maybe one of is a butterfly. Maybe butterfree is a butterfly, May. You might be right there. What if yeah. butterfree is a moth? No, Venomoth's a moth. No. Nah. It's not buying it. Oh, okay. It shouldn't have been called, like, Splatoon 2, because it it, it feels more like just an extension of Splatoon 1, but that was on the Wii U. Yeah, I mean, some sequels are just more of the same. Yeah, yeah I mean... Um, yeah, just with, like, minor improvements. It's really... I really like it. Like, it's, um... 
I haven't even played that much single player to be honest, but I, I do like it. I like, but I I like this, there's a Splatfest on at the moment, mm. and I just I like. I like <laughs> is it is it chicken versus the egg? Yeah, and then like for yeah. some reason Brady, I, I thought Brady was always quite smart. Then all of a sudden he was like, oh yeah, it was definitely the chicken. I'm like, no, what the? Fuck? That's no. definitely the egg. The egg came first. The thing that evolved, like the, the thing that was the proto chicken. chicken. The proto yes. chicken laid the egg, and the egg hatched into a chicken. So it, it, everyone knows it's the egg. I can't believe people are still having the discussion of like it's the egg because the proto chicken laid the egg that hatched into the chicken. And the question isn't proto chicken or the egg. The question is egg. And also, the question doesn't even say what came first, like the chicken egg or the chicken. It just says the egg. And eggs predate chickens. <laughs> I feel like that's a bit of a technicality. I'm very All passionate right, about well. this topic, but it's egg. <laughs> Look, I like to think all of us are gay icons, or or queer icons at the very least. This is the queerest Digimon podcast. I don't know, we also do Lost in Translation Mon, and now Lost in Translation Mon is, oh, yeah. is queer. The thing I always love about all the Digimon podcasts is that they always seem to have a, like at least one queer person. That's true, that's very true. Or they're either all queer... Or one, at least one queer. It's just, I don't know, there, there are no really straight Digimon podcasts, and that's what I'm here for. Hey, look, not that I don't like straight people, so, some of my best friends are straight, but, like, heteros make me upset a Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, some of my best friend, because one of them is straight. Oh, uh, straight people. Anyone that listens to the uncut is just going to have a roller coaster ride of emotions. You know what? If you listen to the uncut, tell us what you think of this. Like, literally, yeah. I'm, I'm seriously asking if this is a good I, time for people who aren't us. And then, like, listen to the edited version be like, wow, that's a completely different episode without all of those bits in it. Titty look? Like those inflated titties? Fox titties, not human titties. Remember what we were talking about before we got into the anime titties and the fox titties? And that's what we were talking about before we got to titties. Stop saying titties. No, I'm actually saying titties with a D. Titties. 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 It's it's like when you when you're when you're setting up a table in HTML and you get sidetracked because of too many titties. The strongest titties. I really need to ask a furry about the nipple thing. Why why do furries not have six titties? I'm, I'll, I'll ask. I don't think we actually said it. Or maybe I got distracted by the titties. If you want to talk about today's episodes and titties. <laughs> why do they not have six titties? I want. I've never seen an ad, the, the the furry with the six titties, but now I need to. I need to. I need to see this. Not for like any weird reason. I just. I need to see. Yes, it'll be a cliffhanger, a, a titty hanger, if you will. I'm not going to start the next recording by going into whatever Keith has said about furry titties. Titties. L- less anime titties. I'm sorry. Oh, when you're editing this, you should count the number of times that May said titties. Oh, wait, no. You've got to count how many times I say titties with a T, and how many times I say titties with a D. Every time the word titties is said, but whether it's with T's or D's, I will just cut it out, and all the outtakes will be is all of us saying that word multiple times. <gasps> that is the best! It's just a, a, a titties supercut. Can you do a special version of the episode where every time someone says titties it gets faster, like the B movie? I want to know how long this episode is with just speeding up at every titty. Titty, titty, titty. Padaman says, thank you for listening to the Moncast. Bye-bye.